either. Say something, or, or give me a sign. I won't even, won't even say anything. Just, I want to know if you're okay. I think I have finally adapted. Alright. Hold on to your butts, bro chachos. I even like school now. I have made lots of friends. Even so, I am ready for spring break. <laughs> Mostly because I get to see you. We will have the best spring break ever. Hello everyone, uh, it's your host Ashley, um, I want to welcome you back to another episode of Ham Radio, a Stranger Things podcast. Um, so uh, glad that uh, you've joined us today, I um, have another really good episode story for you guys, um, but first before uh, I get into today's episode, um, just want to let you guys know where you can find us on social media, um, we're on Twitter at Ham Through. Uh, Instagram at ham.radio.media. Uh, we're also on Reddit at uh, underscore ham underscore radio. Um, you can also, if you like um, Stranger Things fan edits, um, we have uh, a YouTube channel um, called Ham Radio uh, Media. These are we have these uh, all linked here uh, for you guys, but just want to let you know that where you can find us, uh, you can follow us, uh, message us on uh, all of those platforms. Also, uh, you can email us um, at hamradiomedia at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about uh, our podcast or um, Stranger Things in general or or anything, um, please reach out to us. We'd love to um, to communicate with you guys and uh, hear what you have to say, and uh, you even be featured uh, on episode of the podcast. Um, so, if you if you don't mind uh, doing that, we again we'd really appreciate it, and we'd love to uh, to uh, interact with you guys. Um, so today's episode. I will be talking a little bit about the California plot of season four, um, which Brendan uh, Garcia, who uh, he helps like write the show, uh, the podcast, and like helps produce it, and uh, does most of our social media stuff. So if you if you ever you know out there again if you go on social media and all that you know please send Brendan some love like he does so much for us and I could I really feel like he's really helped elevate um, not only the podcast but all our social media platforms that we are on really getting this out there to uh, a more expansive audience and so just couldn't be more thankful to Brendan good friend of mine from college um, who's agreed to uh, to help me. Uh, with this little this little hobby of mine, and he's also a Stranger Things fanatic, 
just like I am. So I uh, couldn't thank Brendan Moore for doing this. But Brendan actually posted this on uh, the Hawkins AV Club Reddit, uh, subreddit. Um, I'll link I'll link the post in with today's episode so you can go and, and read it for yourself. Because I'm not going I'm not going to be reading it verbatim here, but I'm going to be discussing it on today's podcast um, because I do think that um, it's really good. I know I'm saying that because I'm a little bit biased because, you know, Brendan, a um, good friend of mine, uh, you know, authored it. But it's something that he and I had been kind of discussing when we were discussing, you know, what episodes or topics that we wanted to cover in future episodes um, between between like January 2022 until whenever season four uh, premieres. And, you know, we've just been discussing the California plot for like since really uh, since the teaser four was released uh, on Stranger Things Day. And we just kind of been going back and forth on our thoughts on, you know, what what could happen there, um, and how we're both re- really excited for that plot. And you know, he was we were sending ideas back and forth because Brendan actually lives um, in Alabama, so he's like in Birmingham, the Bir- Birmingham area, and I'm in Georgia. So we don't we don't really get to see each other face to face all that much. Um, you know we're working and stuff. So we primarily communicate by text or call. You know uh, that sort of thing. And so we were just kind of throwing ideas out there as to you know what we think could happen in the California plot, but also why we think they've in, Stranger Things has included that in the plot, you know, the overall plot this season, and why we think the California plot is so important. Because it is of our opinion that they just didn't move, make the buyers in 11 move out to California just to get away. Uh, there's obviously a purpose. There's a purpose for everything in life and in this show. <laughs> um, but we think that the California plot may just be, in our opinion, the most important plot of the show. Um, and that's not to to disregard or downgrade any of the other plots because I think they have their place. But we just, we feel as though maybe this season, you know, cannot be, cannot be performed as well without the California plot. But we're going to get all into that uh, in just a bit. But before I do, um, we received two questions, um, via email um, by listeners, uh, two different listeners that I want to uh, answer their questions uh, real quick here. Um, the first question is from AJ. Hello, AJ. Thanks for your question. Um, AJ uh, asks, um, why do you think they've waited until season four to go back in time uh, with the uh, the Hawkins and Brenner plot uh, that occurred prior to uh, season one. Well, thank you, uh, AJ, for your question. It's a very good question. Um, Brendan really loved this question, and, and so did I. And I've I've had a couple days now since Brendan emailed us. Uh, excuse me, uh, AJ and AJ emailed us this question to answer it, and, you know, obviously, I don't know, um, I can't, uh, I, I don't know at this point, but, I mean, none of us really do until we watch season four, 
But I think, you know, first and foremost, you've heard it be said that it's so hard to be able to do a lot of stuff with child actors. Like, there's a lot of things you're not allowed to do. Um, and I think from things that I've heard mentioned out there, and this is, you know, not only this is from rumors, but also from the horse's mouth, if you will, from the Duffer Brothers and Stranger Things, the actors who've all said, you know, this season will be the darkest, scariest season yet. Um, which, you know, you take that with a grain of salt because I pretty much said that every season, but I'm inclined to believe them more about this season only because in in the in the small amount of content that we've received so far for season four, it has been pretty eerie. It's been pretty dark. Um, and, I mean, you know, kind of scary, even though they don't really show us that much, but it's, you know, it just gives off those scary vibes, you know? So, I think if we are to view that as them saying, yeah, you know, our our actors or, you know, our, our characters are going to be put through the ringer this season through a lot of trauma and uh, action-packed scenes and whatnot and, and really scary stuff. Um, you know, these actors are at the age now where the showrunners can do that. Um, I couldn't imagine them, you know, having a 12-year-old uh, Mike, for instance, you know, do something really creepy or something like that. I mean, I just couldn't imagine that. But, or have him witness something like that. I, I can't imagine that. And it's the same with Eleven. I just... You know, with Millie Bobby Brown being like, what, you know, 12, 11 or 12 at that time in season one, um, you know, I can't see them because, I mean, she didn't really even have any lines. She was mostly just supposed to be just there, you know, silent. So I can't imagine them when, I mean, they already, <laughs> you know, made the girl shave her head in season one. I can't. Imagine them want to do anything too, too traumatic at that age. But now that she's like 17, 18 years old, I think they have a little bit more, uh, you know, they have a little bit more liberties in, in that regard. Um, so that's, that's, there's that. Um, I've, I've heard, you know, well, obviously we know there's going to be a massacre that takes place in Hawkins Lab. Now many have, I speculated that is prior to season one. I I believe that um, as well. Um, so <laughs> I think they're going to show that. <laughs> and again, it goes back to the child actor thing. I mean, you know, you, you got to, I think you have to pick your battles um, with that very carefully when you're dealing with, uh, with child actors. Um, but also to be honest with you in season one or really in, in all three seasons so far, um, you know, I never really saw there any opportunities or any open windows for them to explore that, um, that plot, um, in that way. Uh, I granted, I think they could have tossed out season two's episode seven placed it with Brenner in the lab prior uh, to season one and it would have been great but you know they didn't so we can't cry over spilt milk at this point um so that's um another reason but um it's like I mentioned in our last episode on Vecna, 
it's all about what's going to fit into the plot line and the story, the narrative of, of this season. And if there's something in there about them taking Eleven through the ringer this season to help her get her powers back so that she can, um, you know, be prepared <laughs> to fight off the big bad of this season and beyond, um, I think then perhaps the lab uh, pre-season one will definitely fit that narrative. So, um, yeah, I think I think those are the kind of the three main main reasons that um, they're finally and uh, now in, in fourth season going to explore that. And I'm actually looking really really am looking forward to that. I'm kind of like you, AJ. I think uh, I think it is a little bit overdue. Um, I hated that they waited this long, but at least we are going to get some background, which I think will help um, provide us some context. <laughs> I think that's really what we've been lacking: is some context here. So again, uh, thank you for your uh, question, AJ. Uh, our second question is from uh, Louisa. Hello, Louisa. Thank you for your, sending your question in. Um, uh, Louisa wants to know, um, how do you think Eleven gets her powers back? Uh, whew, uh, been round and round on that one. I've asked myself that question many times. Um, though I will say, before I answer the question, Louisa, I think, well, I hope they at least tell us, like, really how it is that she lost her powers in the first place. I think that could be a first step in, in determining how she gets them back. Because you have one half of the fan base that thinks the bite by the spider monster um, caused like an infection and drained her powers. And then you have the other side of the fan base who thinks it's because it's simply because her batteries drained um, and have. Uh, and that, and that's why. And then you have like a little fraction, a little third, if you will, of fan base in the middle, the neutral zone, as I like to call it, who think it's kind of a mixture of both. I I fall into that category. I I'd say because you know I'm of the opinion. Yeah, I mean I could see it both ways. I could see the bite, you know, like an infection, um, but. You know, they say the brain dies, the body dies, and we saw we saw the shadow monster, you know, die um, in the mall. So it kind of leads me to believe that, you know, that little piece, last little piece that was stuck in her leg that got out, um, it was destroyed um, when, when the other gate was closed at the end of season three. But I also think that, I mean, I think you can make a really good argument for um, her battery being drained. I mean, I, I kind of, now that I've I, I've rewatched season three so many times, I look at back at it and I go, you know, she's been losing her power steadily throughout the season from overuse uh, of... Um, of her powers and you know she you could tell she was getting weaker and weaker and weaker as the season went on and I think it finally you know the straw just broke the camel's back essentially and and I think too also we kind of know that her powers kind of do um do operate on an emotional basis um when when she gets really emotional, you know that's when her powers are the strongest. And 
Well, I mean, it's she's going through, you know, she was going through a very difficult time in the season three. Um, you know, Hopper, she, you know, dead, quote unquote, but she doesn't know that he's alive. She, all she knows is that he's dead. Um, I think, you know, that, and then having to move across the country and, and leaving really the only family she's ever had really, and, and her boyfriend. And, you know, I think she was going through a very, very emotional time. So that's how I think she lost her powers. But to answer the to answer the question, I think you know it's kind of hard to say really how she gets her powers back. I do think she will get them back. Don't get me wrong; it just might be at the end of season four. But I've heard many fans speculate. The theory is. At the roller rink, she's going to have her Carrie moment, you know, in, in the movie Carrie. Um, Carrie gets humiliated pretty much uh, at prom. She goes haywire, uh, you know, powers and whatnot. Um, but so, and, and we know Carrie is a big influence um, on the show, especially with Eleven's character. And also with teaser for, you know, that clip, um, a brief clip of Eleven in the roller rink, you know, the whole Carrie moment. And I actually think that maybe that that particular shot, the way they have it in the teaser, could actually be a red herring to kind of make us think that. Um, I think that would just be, it would just be so obvious. Um you know, for it to happen that way. Um, personally, I think that if they're going to do it that way, then, you know, the in the sneak peek with that clip of the car on fire, I mean, I think that's Will. I don't really think it is. It doesn't really look like him uh, from the back, the hair and stuff. I think if it's going to be the carry moment, then they're going to have to include that, that car on fire as – you know, Eleven, like Carrie does in the movie, Carrie, um, you know, flips the car and it crashes and um, they call the cops on her or whatever. I think if it really is going to be a Carrie moment, then that's going to have to happen along with it. But, uh, but really, I think it's probably a little bit more simple th than the Carrie moment. Um, I think, yes, I do think Eleven will be humiliated at the roller rink. I think she is going to be set up by bullies. Um, either that or her and Mike are on a date, a little date night, which would be so cute, uh, at the roller rink because, you know, she's wearing that dress, um, which by the way, I would not recommend wearing a dress to roll a blade rollerblade in um you i mean i've been rollerblading many times in my life and you'll fall down and like hurt yourself and address ladies you don't want to go there <laughs> with a dress trust me you don't i mean i wore i wore pants to roller a uh, roller blading uh one time and i ripped them when i fell so yeah, you, you don't want to, but anyway, um, so yeah, I do think she gets humiliated. I mean, we can see some girls laughing at her in kind of the back, uh, in the teaser. Um, so I think that happens. She gets upset. She runs out, you know, crying and, you know, I think Mike is there, witnesses all this. And I think he notices um, maybe Jake, Angela there. I think he's putting two and two together that Elle is being bullied and he runs out after her uh, to check on her and Jake and his little group come out and I think Mike punches Jake or something, defends her honor and I think it turns out into a brawl 
in which, you know, maybe they turn on Mike, start kind of hitting on him, and and Elle is already upset, first of all, from being humiliated and embarrassed. And then, I mean, everyone knows how she feels about Mike. And, you know, that really upsets her, makes her very, very angry. And then she gets her powers back, she unleashes them on, on the mean people. And then they call the cops on her. And then she gets arrested. So that's kind of my very, very long-winded answer to how I think Eleven gets her powers back. But I want to thank you, Louisa, for your questions. Very good question. And again, to AJ um, for your questions. Sorry if you know I went got uh, a little bit too long with the question portions. But again, we do want to hear your questions. We do want to answer them. It's very important to us. So please, if you have any questions, please reach out to us on the socials or our email. So now we're going to get into the topic of today's episode, which is what makes the California plot so important to Stranger Things 4. So here we go. Okay, so um, Brendan and I, you know, we put together, well, Brendan on the original Reddit post that uh, he he made we put together five reasons, five reasons uh, we believe the move to California is going to be good for the overall plot of Stranger Things 4. Um, so, um, reason number one, uh, personally, the buyers needed a change of scenery. I don't think anyone out there could really deny that. I think some would say, well, it's about time, um, you know. You know, after the events of seasons one, two, and three, you know, jo Joyce, Jonathan, and Will, I mean, they needed a change in their lives, no matter where they moved to. Um, even though I do think they kind of, you know, I mean, I can understand why they, well, really Joyce, why she wanted to move as far away from Hawkins, Indiana as humanly possible. Um you know, Joyce was already thinking of moving. We know that from season three, um, you know, she was putting her house up for sale. Um, and, you know, and that was before Hopper died. And even though I do think at the you know, in the end of season three, she made a date, or not a date, uh, plans with Hopper. I think she would have still moved. I mean, I really do. Um, because I just think she needed the closure for herself and her children. Um, I think she still would have moved. I just, I just do. Um, you know... You know, because Joyce obviously didn't feel safe anymore in Hawkins or really taken seriously <clears throat> there anymore. I mean, people probably thought she was crazy after everything, you know, because clearly the, the people of Hawkins have no idea what is going on in their town. Um, but here's how I think it will go for the for the buyers at first. Um, I think at first we'll see them really uh, doing well in their new community. Um, now I do think that the Joyce and excuse me Jonathan and Eleven will struggle. Um, you know I think that was already kind of evident um, in teaser four. You know, Jonathan is, um, you know, smoking pot. Um, and I think, you know, that probably came from with the territory of just, you know, where they live now. And, and also um, <clears throat> with Argyle being there 
and being his friend now. Um, but I do think, I think that Jonathan, um, obviously this is not, you know, what Jonathan had in mind. I mean, he, I'm sure he wanted to finish, uh, his last year at high school in Hawkins with Nancy and then graduate and, and go to, uh, NYU, but, you know, he's doing the responsible thing of moving with his mother and his brother and now, I guess, his new sister um, across the country to help his mother provide. And and I think that's very honorable. Um, Elle, well, you know, she's being bullied. Uh, and she doesn't have powers and she doesn't have Mike or anybody else. So, um, you know, I think she'll struggle. But I, do, I think that Will out of all of them, um, has probably really reaped the benefits of this move. Um, you know, I think we're really going to see him probably grow more as a, as a person, as a character, um, when he's outside of the umbrella that he was in Hawkins. Um, you know, you know, he's, it's like he's, you know, he's really branching out. Like we saw him painting on easel in his room like he just you know he really seems to have matured a lot hopefully maybe which is very very different from from when we saw him in hawkins all right so um reason number two we the audience and fans we needed a change of scenery um you know even though we're going to get the russian plot in season four, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The California plot outdoes the Russian plot in terms of hype um, by the fans. And I think it's because we we haven't really seen that much from, from the Russian side of things yet. Um, so there's not really much that we know of that's really going on there other than Hopper is a prisoner there and they're building, um, they're laying down railroad tracks and they have a Demogorgon. Um, we really don't really know yet with that one. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, I know we're not going to be in Hawkins anymore, but look, we're still going to be in Hawkins. It's just not as much as we have been in the past. It's not going to be, this This season's not going to be central. It's not going to be Hawkins central. Um, you know, we're probably going to be there maybe more than we think. Um, but anyway, I know as a fan of the show, it's going to be so refreshing to watch what happens in California. Uh, you know, just from that brief teaser that we got at Stranger Things Day, it looks messed up. It's so action-packed. Um, and even now when I watch it, I, I still have to put it on the playback speed on very, very slow just to be able to keep up with it all. So I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Um, you know, because even though there will be a conflict in California, you know, at least it'll be in sunny California instead of, you know, small town Indiana. Um, but I think this may, I, you know, by saying this, what I'm about to say now, you know, will it's probably what every Stranger Things fans, uh, for the most part, has on their minds, is, you know, even though I like season three, like I really do, after I watched it, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I need to see something different in season four. Um, well, I think we're going to get something different uh, in season four, especially um, with California. Um, I think what goes on in California, it's going to separate itself from the, from the pack. Um, I really do. Um, I think they're going to be doing things out there that we're not expecting uh, at all. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. 
Um, reason number three, California will inadvertently connect the Russian plot. Um, and you say, huh? Well, hear me out on this. Uh, I don't really have that much to say about this, this reason other than, um, Well, we kind of know that Joyce and Murray will be looking for Hopper uh, because, you know, she got that Russian doll in the fourth teaser and it had all those um, those uh, stamps on it. So naturally, you know, it's okay for us to, um, you know, speculate someone from from Russia, uh, sent that as a message. Um, so that's all we know about that is now. However, I do think that California connects the two plots, specifically geographically. Right? We know California is on the West Coast, and Kamchatka, Russia, is in Asia, which is, they share the Pacific Ocean together. And compared to Indiana, which is like in the middle of the United States, which would be a little way more difficult to to get these things disconnected. California, you've got Hawaii in Alaska. Now, I do think Alaska would probably be the best uh, bridge uh, to gap everything because it's north and Hawaii is south. Um, so I, I think that um, because of that, California can serve the Russian plot uh, better and more efficiently than Hawkins because of its geographical location. So we're going to take a quick break and then I'll be back with um, our fourth and fifth reasons. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, um, reason number four. California can provide can provide Mike a more meaningful role um, in Stranger Things Four. You know, Mike hasn't really been Mike since season one. Like we've gotten, you know, an angry, you know, mopey dopey, you know, love struck version of him, uh, but not really him. Um, you know, seasons two and three. And, you know, I think season four has the chance to change that or rather correct that. Um, with him going to California instead of, you know, staying along in Hawkins um, for that plot. Um, you know, even though... <laughs> You, know, you won't be very long after Mike lands, you know, assuming he flies out to California for things to go from from good to bad to worse. Um, but I think Mike will have a purpose despite all that uh, in, in California. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, I think the California uh, plot, they're going to need a leader out there, um, especially considering what happens with Eleven. And I, mean, I know Hawkins, you know, they need leadership as well, but I think they have that, um, you know, with between Nancy and Robin and now Steve, uh, you know, I think they're in good hands out there in Hawkins. Uh, 
you know, and Mike, I just don't think Mike would have as much to do in Hawkins this season because there's so many of our main characters out there and, you know, new ones coming in out there. Um, I just don't think he would have an opportunity to get himself out of this funk that he's been in for two seasons now. Um, and I think, I think that's why it's a good idea for them to have him go out to California now. However, do think, I think that Mike, we will see him in Hawkins to start off the season. I think by either episode two or maybe episode three, maybe, maybe early part of uh, episode four, that's when he'll leave to go to California. So I think he, I think he will be in Hawkins long enough for us to you know, get a good look at him in Hawkins and, you know, see where he's been, what kind of mindset he's been in for 185 days since, you know, uh, Will and, and all of them moved to, to California. Um, and I also think he's going to be in Hawkins long enough to, to see, uh, you know, the mysterious stuff happen and, I think he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to California. <laughs> uh, sorry, but I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you have to you have to ask yourself as a Stranger Things fan: Would you rather have Mike go to California, do something this season that's meaningful, or would you rather have him? stay in Hawkins and be a grouch. If probably even more now he's now he's a teenager uh, whose girlfriend, even though he knows that she's alive, you know, is you know like three thousand miles across the country. Um, and this is the days before uh, FaceTime, so it's not like he could really see her. Uh, just, you know, communi communicate via letters or by phone, which is really expensive, by the way, for a long-distance cause. Um, so I think we have to ask ourselves, okay, you know, be realistic here. You know, would we rather him be a grouch and do nothing but be a grouch? Or would you rather see him go out to California, visit his girlfriend he hasn't seen in 185 days, at least have a chance to, you know, reconnect where you, with her and at least see Mike at least be happy for like 10 minutes and at least have him do something I would take I'll take it um so yeah I, I think that Mike is more needed now in California when you think about it you know Mike is our dungeon master so naturally he's a leader um and in California, they, they don't have that much leadership out there with those characters, um, you know, at least not to safely attempt to rescue someone from the government or the Upside Down or anything like that. I mean, you know, you got to think about it. I mean, Will's not a leader. You know, he's, I mean, when we have seen him, he's been a follower, you know, when he hasn't been possessed. Not a mind flayer. He's been a follower. That's what he was in season three. Um, and that's why I do not like Will at all in season three because, I mean, number one, yeah, I, I like that they didn't make him possessed for the entire season, but he was like, you know, kind of a thorn in my side for a whole season because he, he was so whiny and stuff all season. And, you know, all he did was follow the others and just touch the back of his neck. You know, I don't think that's, it's not an indictment on Will or Noah Schnapp. That's an indictment on the writing for that. But anyway, that's not this, that's not this episode. Um, you know, Jonathan and also Noah Schnapp has said on Famio, yeah, Will's not doing much <laughs> this season either, uh, except following. Anyway, Jonathan's not a leader. 
either. You know, in season two and especially season three, you know, he pretty much, uh, again, just went along with Nancy. Um, you know, even though he knew they were going to get fired for going out to Driscoll's place and doing all that stuff, you know, I think some could say, or some have said, he kind of followed his heart a little bit too much in terms of love for Nancy and just using his head and being like, you know, this job is important to me. I need the money. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, but he still did it anyway. But, and now he's a stoner, which is, I think, going to further complicate things. And uh, the same with Argyle. We don't really know much about Argyle other than he's a fun-loving uh, stoner. Which, by the way, I can't wait to see him be the getaway driver this season. I, I can't wait to see that. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So, um, you know, basically that leaves Mike. Because Joyce and Murray, uh, I presume, are on their way to Russia at this point. So that leaves Mike to get, you know, to lead them and Eleven out of all this mess. Um, so my fifth and final reason is, um, excuse me, um, what happens in California can make Elle stronger and prepare her for what's to come. Um, you know, I think there will be this, I think there will be a season five. Um, although I think it will be a season, a episode, season four, part two, really. I think season four ends on a huge cliffhanger and season five kind of picks up where they left off in that regard. Um, you know, we don't know specifically what is going to happen to Eleven after she gets captured, but, um, you know, I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be very bad. Um, and we also, what we do know is there will be a lot of psychological elements to this season. Um, you know, with the big bad, like, supposedly infiltrating minds, psychologically and torturing those minds. Um, you know, I think when Ellen's in captivity, um, her captors, I think Brenner, yes, Brenner, he's alive and he's a part of this. He's leading this, um, you know, forces her to, to undergo um, terrible mind experiments um, to either help her get her powers back if they're not already back by now, or to... They know that she has her powers back uh, and to use them for their good, their benefit, the government's. Um, so either way, I think that Eleven um, does get her powers back. Uh, and I think they will be bigger um, and, and stronger and more powerful uh, than they were before. I think this goes back to end of the te the fourth teaser uh, where we see that that explosion I think that is I think that could be 11 uh, standing out there um, I think um, I think this is going to be vital for uh, not only the rest of the season four but also uh, for season five um, I do think that you know, Mike, Jonathan, and, and Will Argyle on Eleven. Um, I do think they they manage to escape, uh, and then I do think they go back to Hawkins uh, first and foremost because um, if you think about, it, they really have nowhere else to go. I mean, where else would they go? Um, but I also think, um, you know, where what happens to Eleven? You know, maybe she sees something. I don't know what's going on with Hawkins, or maybe uh, if if I'm right on the theory that Mike um, notices things that are happening in Hawkins right before he leaves, and they kind of put two and two together, and, and they're like, "We got to get it back to Hawkins like now." But anyway, I do think they end up back in Hawkins. Um, 
However, based on like some of the the set picks, I think they might arrive a little bit too late, just a tad bit too late. But I think you know this is probably this is going to set up a perfect opportunity in season five. Um, I don't really foresee us uh, viewing uh, eleven versus the big bad. Um, big battle in season four, I think if season five is in fact, is in fact the, the final season, I think they're going to save that for that. Um, but I do think 11 is going to need her experiences in California. Not just, I'm not just referring to the capturing. I'm not just referring to that. I'm referring to all of it, you know, the bullying and all that, you know, what inflicts, leave scars on the mind I think she's going to need all that to channel and to block off the villain if that makes sense um, I think the villain if the villain who I'm thinking of is is the right one um, tries to mess with her mind I think this, this needs to happen in order for her to defeat him. That's all I'm saying. So those are uh, our five five reasons. Um, again, I have the link to the Reddit post that uh, Brendan posted on Hawkins AV Club um, for you guys if you want to go read um, the uh, the post in, it, in its entirety. Um, but yeah, if you have anything you would like to add about what I've said here today or any questions about what I've said here today, please, um, you know, reach out to us on our socials. Again, Twitter at uh, ham through Instagram at ham.radio.media, even on Reddit at underscore ham underscore radio or email us at hamradiomedia at gmail.com. We'd love, love to answer your questions. Just want to thank everyone for joining us today. We'll be back, uh, hopefully be back um, next week with uh, a new episode for you guys. So until then, over and out.